Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lush Life, No Labels. I'm Michelle. And this is Alfredo. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast of ours today. Before we really jump into our main topic, as you all know, we like to start off with a story of the week that we'll use to sort of transition into what we want to talk about today. So I already know this because we talk a lot outside of this podcast, but Alfredo, do you want to tell us what happened to you this week? Well, yeah, getting over it, but basically something kind of unfortunate happened to me. I had been seeing someone not seriously, but, you know, dating casually somebody for about three months. And we went out Friday and saw each other and we had a fight. And then I was driving home, actually on the phone, talking to Michelle about the fight and what had happened. And, you know, I was also upset about the whole thing. But, you know, I was like, you know, maybe we'll wait for it, talk it out, sleep on it. I'm not going to react and yet not take any drastic or rash decisions just because of the fight and then all of a sudden I get a text from this guy that I had been dating for three months and it basically said it's been nice spending time together but I think we should end things here best and that was it so I told Michelle like okay well breaking news the relationship is over like oh wow it was a little bit surprising right yeah I guess one thing for me that comes up is when you first told me that I was thinking was there anything that you noticed before this this text was sent that sort of alluded to potentially like this type this person is this way well obviously you never can really know what's going through someone's head when they end things with somebody and we're just making suppositions and assumptions and guesses about what possibly could have been going down in that person's head but now that i look back on it i think that there were some signs that kind of explain why this happened and I think you know sometimes you're really into somebody and you ignore those signs because you like them and here you go so (laughs) that is a good transition into our topic of the week which is red flags in dating sometimes you don't see them and also I think as you start dating and having more experiences you learn First off, you learn what what some of them are for you and you learn how to recognize them early on so you can avoid them. Yeah, exactly. I think that there are some of these signs that we either miss or don't pay as much attention to or it can come up and maybe that's the first time you, you recognize it. I, I think for anybody who's dated before probably has a few red flags that they that when they see in someone that they're dating it sort of it starts signaling that maybe this is not the person that they want to keep dating or maybe this is an issue that could continue to be a bigger issue if they continue to date. Yeah, and obviously our topic is focused on dating and romantic relationships, but we also wanted to mention that this could apply to friendships as well, these red flags and you know what's a healthy friendship, healthy relationship that you share with somebody. So the two of us are just going to put our heads together and tell you guys about some of the red flags that we've experienced or learned about, and hopefully you can learn from our mistakes. Yes. So Alfredo, do you want to start us off uh, based on your story of the week? What is one red flag that... Okay, there are a couple, but I think the biggest one was getting emotionally involved with someone that had recently left a five-year serious relationship. And I don't, now that I look back on it, I think that that was a major red flag and something I should have been 
wary of from the beginning, but I kind of ignored it and here we go. Yeah, I think it's hard, right? Because you want to give people a chance and the assumption is they're over it or, you know, they're over their previous relationship, but sometimes it does start creeping into your current one if they there's something that's still lingering for them. Yeah, and obviously everybody has their own baggage from their previous relationships. And I guess you can't hold it against people. And it's something I've been thinking about recently since this just happened like 48 hours ago or so that sometimes people might think that they are ready for a new relationship when they really aren't deep down, but it's maybe they're just not being honest with themselves or they haven't realized it and that's also okay you can't be mad at people for that so I'm trying to kind of move on from that and learn my lesson from this whole experience but obviously it's something to keep in mind Mm -hmm. yeah what what about you tell us about one of your dating red flags this is a red flag that is more for when you're first starting to date someone and you're setting up your first few dates for me someone showing up late or canceling last minute especially at the very beginning, is a red flag for me because it signals that they don't respect my time. Now, I understand sometimes emergencies do happen and that's inevitable and we can't control that. That I would understand. But if it if you notice that it's a consistent thing, that for me is definitely something that turns me off from that person and it makes me want to see them less. I agree with you because I also think that if there's such lack of effort or enthusiasm at the very beginning just to meet up with somebody when you haven't even met them, that's sort of concerning. Obviously, I think it's totally different once you meet the person and you're like, okay, I don't want to see them again. But if that's the foundations, or I guess you could could also have the context of you went on one date and then they're being wishy-washy and flaky about meeting up again. That is a big red flag. Yeah, totally with you there. So what is another red flag for you when you're dating someone new? Well, for me, I think that communication is obviously really important. And when you get to know somebody, as you start to become more intimate with them, you're inevitably going to have conflict over things and you're going to disagree and not argue, but you're going to have, you know, conflict, let's say. And for me, if someone's not willing to talk things out, that's a big red flag. If they avoid That's a huge red flag conflict, because I've been in that situation actually with an ex I had like years ago, and it's something I learned a lot about. But someone that is like, I'm angry. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it right now. Like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. To me, that is a big red flag that now I don't put up with, but I did <laughs> at some point. Yeah, and one thing I will say about that is. Sometimes if there is conflict and both people are mad, I can understand someone saying, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about it right at that moment, but they are willing to talk about that in a few hours when the emotions have calmed down a bit or tomorrow morning. So I do think sometimes if the person asks for a little bit of space just to sort of ease their, their, the tension I could understand that. And then we then we sit and have the conversation. But I'm totally with you where it's like they just never want to have that conversation or never address that issue that you both have. I agree with you because I think that sometimes in the moment you're not going to move forward on an issue. And sometimes it's better to, you know, let's go to sleep. We'll talk about it tomorrow in certain contexts. But mm-hmm. I do think that 
it's important to learn how to have difficult conversations in person if your goal is to you know have a healthy happy relationship and that really goes for any aspect of your life with your friends family or someone you're dating and that kind of speaks to a lack of emotional maturity if they're not willing to talk things out exactly also i i'm glad that you said in person depending on the relationship in person makes more sense just because if you're texting things can be misconstrued over text and so i i also think it's important if, if especially if you've been in a longer term relationship or you've been exclusive i think meeting in person and having that discussion or even facetime is much better than sending a text, a text. message yeah not to, not to bring back it's okay. I'm like already. I'm already like moving on. I'm slowly recovering from yeah, the whole I don't want to traumatic experience. But no. But the thing, it's funny because I uh, was talking to Michelle, and we were saying like, you know, a text message breakup is a slight step above ghosting, but like only like a slight step. It's not <laughs> for sure. So another red flag that I have is when someone is inconsistent or they're flaky. This is kind of connected to showing up or canceling dates last minute, but you start to notice, I'm sure when you, when you do start dating someone, you start noticing their inconsistencies. And again, that goes with showing enthusiasm for wanting to date you and wanting to see you, but there are other ways that someone can show inconsistency. And for me, if that happens, then I'm kind of, I'm less into it because I don't really know where this is going. I don't really know where your head is at. And it just becomes really confusing when you say something. I don't know if I should believe that or not. I feel like I personally haven't had that experience, but I definitely have had friends that have had those sort of dating people and, you know, maybe they're really consistent texting or calling and then they just disappear for a couple of days and come back. And I think if you're interested in someone, you can be consistent. Obviously, the frequency of the communication really varies based on the two people, but for it to be at least consistent, I do think that's important. For sure. Has like, Can you give an example of where you felt that? Like the person was kind of flaky or inconsistent? Yeah. So this used to, this has happened to me in the past where what each of us wants to get out of the situation is unclear. So it's someone where they're doing, I think this is pretty common, where it's like, I'll just say for straight women, right? You are dating this person and maybe it's going somewhere you're you start doing some things that are more relationshipy or or they're it's sort of pointing to a certain thing, but then they go back and say, Oh, I'm not this is not what I'm looking for. And maybe you agree, okay, that's fine. But then they go back and they're exhibiting actions that don't match what they are saying. So then it's confusing as to what it is that they really that's a the specific thing around like what is it that they really want. And I think that can be confusing if they flip back and forth on where they see this thing going, especially if you would like clarity on where this thing is going. I think it's an important conversation to DTR. And Michelle brought something up that I thought was a really good point related to this whole thing about red flags. And obviously, we can identify them in other people and a lot like everybody is guilty to a certain point of thinking about other people's flaws and defects but sometimes we have to look at ourselves in the mirror too and be honest with ourselves about our own traits or qualities or uh, yes characteristics <laughs> none or of us are perfect so i'm sure that there are other there are some traits or actions or behaviors that we exhibit that someone else who's dating us may see as a red flag 
And I think that's a really good point. So in a way, it's almost, obviously, some of these things are objective, but at the same time, it's almost subjective, because you might not see a certain aspect of your personality or something that you do as a red flag, but another person that's starting to date you might feel that way. Yeah, for sure. I know one that we talked about is, and maybe this that is- That we're both guilty of. That we were both guilty of is, let's say you're in an argument or there's some tension with someone, sort of saying petty comment, making petty comments. Or sarcastic, like sarcasm. Yeah, that's uh, the sarcasm. And it's actually interesting because this whole thing has made me think about a lot of different things. And obviously- you know, if there's something about yourself that you want to change, and I thought about this too, is like, you know, what were my red flags? That obviously, for this person, something made them decide to break up with me, right? But regardless, I kind of look in the mirror and say, you know, what are some things that I don't like about myself or things that I can improve? And obviously, you do those things for yourself. You don't do that because of somebody else. You do that to be a more mature, uh, emotionally stable person. But we talked about that with kind of like snarky comments because when I'm upset I will just kind of be sarcastic or petty and make these comments and I've had moments where I'm upset we're arguing or we have tension like like Michelle said and I'll make a comment and then I'll say to myself that was totally not helpful or that wasn't necessary at all and I do that sometimes and I'm aware of it and I've gotten better but I definitely can see why other people would view that as a red flag. For sure. And I think for me, how I categorize it as a red flag of mine is just, as you said, I regret it or I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That was not necessary. And I wouldn't like it if someone were doing that to me in the reverse way. So for me, when I realized like that's something that I have done, then at that point, it's up to me to decide whether or not I want to work on that. And whether or not that's something I'd like to address. And I wouldn't do it because of someone else. I would do it for me and I would make that behavior change because I don't like myself when I act that way. So I want to make that clear that if you see the red flags in yourself, don't do it because you want someone else to like you. You should do it because you genuinely want to change that behavior and better. And have a healthy, have healthier relationships, right? Exactly. No, that's kind of something I've been thinking about too, because whenever I have negative life experiences, like the one I just went through, obviously you can kind of fall into this. I'm the victim. That thing happened to me. But as I've gotten older and wiser since I'm old and 29, um I try to flip it and say you know what this happened to me but what can I learn from this moving forward what can I do to you know handle the situation differently or what can how can I grow from what happened yeah and and part of it is of course being a bit more introspective as well and you and I have these conversations where so we talk about it but just for the the people listening we really wanted to give you an example of something that and be honest about ourselves as well. And because, you know, sometimes not all your qualities are great and it's okay. Uh, but I think, especially when I talk to friends of mine and in the dating scene, we we often do focus on the red flags of the people that we're dating or that they're dating. But I, I think for me personally, as I grow and become more mature is to be more introspective and to identify some of these things in myself that I'd like to change. For so, sure. 
we want to leave you guys with some questions or things to think about around red flags. Alfredo, do you want to start? Yeah, I guess my first question for our listeners would be, obviously, everybody's had different dating experiences and you learn from them. So just think about, you know, we gave some examples of our own, but obviously there are so many more things that you learn about when you start to getting to know somebody, you say, oh, no, that's that does not seem good. Like, I need to stay away. I need to get out. But I know just think about some of the things that you've experienced and things that for you are red flags. Yes. And on the flip side, we encourage you to be a bit introspective and think about behaviors or characteristics that you display in romantic relationships that someone else would see as a red flag. And I'd encourage you to think about if that's something that you think is a preferential red flag, or is it something that you could potentially try to work on to improve for yourself so that you can sort of promote having those healthier relationships in the future? All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. That was Lush Life. No labels. With- and- We'll Alfredo see and Michelle. Yes, with with us. <laughs>